Social Security has been called America's most popular social program. But is it running out of funds? An expert shares future projections for the program with InfoTrack's Roy Mackey. Roy? Thanks again, Chris. Nancy Altman is a lawyer and the co-founder of a not-for-profit organization called Social Security Works and the Strengthen Social Security Coalition. She's also the co-author of several books on the topic, including Social Security Works for Everyone, Protecting and Expanding the Insurance Americans Love and Count on. Nancy, the age when a person first starts getting Social Security payments is a pretty important decision, and I've seen some recent surveys that show that nearly half of Americans have a fundamental misunderstanding about early retirement age at, say, 62, and whether their monthly check will automatically increase to the quote-unquote normal amount when they reach the full retirement age of 67. Set us straight on how that actually works and what people need to know about filing for Social Security. That really involves, as you know, retirement benefits, which you can begin to receive as early as age 62, but for every month you delay, you receive a larger payment for your life. Decisions are individual decisions. There's not a one-size-fits-all. But generally, if you delay, so instead of taking at age 62, you wait until age 70, for every month you delay, your monthly benefit will be larger, quite a bit larger, if you wait until age 70. And that's very important because in the short range, you might say, well, I want this money right away, or many people say wrongly, oh, I've read it's going bankrupt, I better grab my money when I can. The right way to think about this is if you have the good fortune to live to very old age, often people at that point have spent their other assets, they really are dependent more and more on Social Security, which is indexed against inflation, so it holds its value. And you want to make sure that you or your spouse, if you live to 90, 95, 100, you'll be getting a good amount from Social Security that will take care of you. And so my advice is that if you're able to delay taking those benefits, it's a better financial decision. Do we know what the average age is that people claim at this point? It's getting a little bit older, but it's still well below full retirement age 67. Most people claim benefits 62, 63, certainly by 64, most people have claimed that. And much of that is because it is there for you and many people can no longer continue to work. They're in very physically or mentally demanding jobs that they no longer can do and they really don't have other sources of income. And so they make the correct decision for them to claim the benefits right away. But the ideal is to wait A recent Social Security trustees report found that in 2034, future retirees will start receiving only 78% of their full benefits if Congress doesn't either raise taxes or cut benefits. 2034 is much closer than it sounds. Where do you think the future of Social Security is headed? That is an action-forcing event. Congress has to act by 2034, and I feel extremely confident they will because anyone who runs for office does not want to have to face an angry electorate where benefits are cut dramatically in a short period of time when that could have been avoided. And it really can be avoided. The question of whether we expand benefits or cut benefits is a question of values. Nancy, are there any other major misconceptions about Social Security that you'd like to take an opportunity to correct? Yes. One that I hear all the time is that somehow... 
Congress has been raiding Social Security. It's a pension plan that has, just as private pensions do, has a pension trust, which currently has a surplus of $2.9 trillion. And of course, that is a surplus that gets invested. Now, you don't stick it under a mattress. It actually earns income. Congress, from the very beginning, has required that that reserve, that surplus, be invested in the safest investment on earth. And that's Treasury bonds backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. So the federal government is both the lender and the creditor and the borrower. But Treasury keeps very careful track of how much Social Security is owed and pays it all back with interest as if there were any other creditor buying a Treasury bond. But it's not right to say that Congress has stolen the money. It's simply that Social Security is a creditor of the United States and should be thought of that way. Nancy Altman, the author of Social Security Works for Everyone, Protecting and Expanding the Insurance Americans Love and Count On. Nancy, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Our internet services are provided by Payer.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.